1: And that's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So over the weekend, you had the deep state, the globalists, get together for photo ops all wearing their masks. <laughs> These are the same people that never wear a mask at any party they throw, anything they do. But they're using 9/11, the 9-11 Memorial, as a photo op, because that's where the cameras are. And it's just sad because, you know, it's so obvious to you and me, right? It's so obvious to the people that voted for Trump or support America first. And we see these globalists. And that's what it is, folks. This is globalism, this is communism. You know, if Hitler was alive, he would be a globalist. At some point, he would have turned around and became a globalist. He would have realized that he couldn't do it alone. So when we listen to George Herbert Walker Bush talk about the New World Order, and we listen to that woman from Australia talking about trying to figure out what tracing looks like in the New World Order, And when we listen to all these new people, whether it's Bill Clinton or George W. Bush talking about a new world order and talking about globalism and talking about our partners, when it's our middle class that ends up paying for these new friendships, disproportionately, and by disproportionately I mean we're paying out the nose. It's an inequitable relationship, to, to be honest. China doesn't want any part of it. All they want is the business. And they're getting the business. So a praying patriot writes, COVID did not attend Obama's birthday. But COVID is attending the 9-11 memorial. Obviously, COVID is very temperamental. It's a very temperamental virus that is incredibly concerned with politics, with optics, as it only shows up with the press. It only shows up when the press does. And there's Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein, his uh, husband Michael Obama, and uh Joe Biden, Dr. Jill, and Bloomberg, these are all people that were involved with all of these systems, all of these riggings. And when we listen to Herbert uh, when we listen to George W. Bush give a speech after twenty years after the 20th year anniversary, after 20 years, and for him to draw a reference to the people that blew up the nine eleven towers and the people that went to a Trump rally on January 6th where people are still in jail and they're trying to suggest that the patriots who wanted to hear Trump speak because the infiltrators opened some windows and doors in the Capitol and certain Trump supporters walked in. But it was the Capitol police that welcomed them in, escorted them in, held the doors open, did selfies with cameras, and shot dead Ashley Babbitt and did all the killing, did all the trampling, And yet, not one gun was found left behind when they cleaned up the mess in the January 6th in Capitol building. And they want to compare that. George W. Bush wants to compare that to domestic terrorism, associating these domestic terrorists with white supremacy and Donald Trump and the media just eats it up. Shame on Herber, uh, George W. Bush. Shame on W. Bush. I want to read you something. I want to read you a tweet. It's very early on September 11th, 2021. Just Saturday, right? Your kids are asleep. Get up and go look at them. Kiss and love your wife. Remember, those who can't do this, never forget. The same person who tweeted that on 9-11, the same person tweeted this. 20 years ago, after 9-11, the Taliban controls Afghanistan and the guy who killed bin Laden, is on a no-fly list. And again, the same person tweeted both. And that same person's Robert O'Neill, the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. He's on a no-fly list because of his conservative politics. He's on a no-fly list. See, the families. They cared so much and were so happy to learn about his presence. And when he donated his uniform to the 9-11 Museum, they were thrilled that they got to meet the guy that brought justice. But then they hated the guy once they learned about his politics. This is the same kind of politics when it comes to loving Trump because Trump loves America or the Democrats, where there is actually a school that pulled away from the 9 11 because they said that the red colors, red, white, and blue, were offensive to their students. Yeah, that happened over the weekend. The Democrats were in charge. Of the makeover at Ground Zero, I would have uh, liked to have seen two towers go back up and built very much in the same theme as the way they were. I think that the building they came up with, the Freedom Tower, looks like any other building you've seen in any other major city. To me, there's nothing special about the architectural design. That The Twin Towers were something special and should have been immediately put up. We should not have had to wait 15 years for that building to be completed. But you had all these libtards in Manhattan getting paid off to make certain decisions run by a whole bunch of liberal hacks. And the liberals have hijacked this 9-11 memorial as they hijack everything. They're the ones that wrote the Jim Crow laws the local and state officials in the South, the Democrats, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that try to say the Republicans are the racists and the, and 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 wrong for wielding the rebel flag and things like that, and they're trying to say they're the tolerant party, the same party that threw eggs at Larry Elder, the same party. It actually wielded a knife at some Larry Elder rally in California. Incidentally, that's a big deal. That's going on today and tomorrow. The California recall. It looks like the fix is in. We're going to listen to some audio clips and you tell me what you think. We are not a nation if we cannot have fair elections. And the the Democrats know it. Where the heck is this AZ audit? Would've come in handy if we had the A Z audit out and documented before the September fourteenth recall election in California. It would have been nice if we had the AZ audit. But the AZ audit has seemed to have gone the way of the John Durham report. And at some point it's just too late. It's like it's yesterday's news, dude. Too late. They're already making fun of Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave an interview with the Gateway Pundit. And then Brian Stelter's out there trying to discredit everything that Trump's about. And all Trump, we all know there was fraud. What we need is some credibility to back up our claims. This AZ audit taking so long is causing all kinds of problems in terms of credibility, news cycles, and narratives. And we really do need to get ahead of it. And so I really am disappointed, even if it's just a delay. The delay is unsatisfactory. At this point, the damage is already being caused. The dam is leaking. We're losing valuable assets because the AZ audit is not delivering as promised. We know the frog was there. We could look it and see. Joe Biden got booed all weekend long. You know what the new phrase is for Joe Biden? F. Biden. F is in Frank. F. Biden. But yet, colleges and universities are cheering President Trump. So are the police down at Ground Zero. Here's a sample of President Trump walking in Unexpectedly, to a NYPD blue pre- police precinct. Let's take a listen. Do you have a question?
0: Uh, it's, fine, it's on me, I guess. Are you going to run again, Mr. President? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> Actually, for me, it's an easy question. Okay. So, I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but we're not supposed to be talking about it yet from the standpoint of uh, campaign finance laws, which, frankly, are ridiculous, okay? You want to know the truth. But we have to live with it. But I think you're going to be happy. Let me put it that way, okay?
1: He's running, and I'm going to support him. <clears throat> I ran into a couple of patriots, show hosts and some others. And I was talking to them, and they said, you know who I'm going to, I like a lot? They said, I like DeSantis. He's everything Trump is, but without, without the baggage or without the... And I said, I reject that. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I love DeSantis, don't get me wrong. But there's not one person on this earth that deserves a re-election more than Donald J. Trump. So when someone comes to you and says, you know what, we just can't win with Trump. That's a lie. We won twice with Trump. We got to get ahead of the election rigging because all the DeSantis's in the world are going to get beat with the election rigging that's in place. For anyone to look and see what Donald Trump's been through and suggest that somehow he doesn't have your vote is insanity to me. If Trump wants the presidency, guess what? Trump gets the presidency. That's my position. That doesn't have to be yours, but that is definitely mine. Not for any other reason. I mean, I could give you a thousand reasons why I would vote for Trump. But the first reason is because of all that he has given to us. Because of all the sacrifices that he has made. Because all the slings and arrows and wounds that he has taken. It's almost biblical. And so therefore therefore I couldn't say with strong enough words And strong enough desire. I couldn't put it into proper wordage. How much Trump gets my vote. When he decides to run. I'm not even going to. It's going to be a blank check. Because he's already earned my love. And my trust. And I've never seen anybody take it. On the chin the way he took it. And handle the things the way he handled them. Now, I love DeSantis, don't get me wrong. Much, 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 much more than Christy Noem, who I think is a bit of a fraud. God bless her, she could run South Dakota all she wants, but she can't shine the shoes of Governor DeSantis, and she certainly can't be trusted with issues like Transvestites invading women's sports, and COVID vaccine passport lockdown mandates—those are two issues she failed South Dakotians on. So she is a talker, and she's good looking as hell, and she's fit as a fiddle, and she rides a horse well, and all that's great, but she does not get my vote over Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis doesn't get my vote over the chairman of the board, which is Donald Trump. Now, I would love to see Donald Trump win for 2024. And I would love to see him have Ron DeSantis as his vice president, show candidate. And then I would like to see Ron DeSantis run and win in 2028 and I would love to see Ron DeSantis win re-election in 2032 and I think he's of the perfect age to do all that and I think our country would be so much better and that is how we save our republic folks and this is not the first time I've said this I've said this months ago and I've said it many many times and I've tweeted it's not new news Let's take another listen to Donald Trump in New York. This is the people that love Trump the most. The firemen are out reading President Trump.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. That's what they say. Thank you, sir. Right? And there was more. There was a. There's actually a, it's kind of interesting. I'm missing a couple of my clips that I thought I had I was gonna play you two others where he he talks about the blue and trusting the blue uh let's see yeah here's here's one no 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 it's this one here okay right here because I know
0: you speak Right
2: next door, and you know you love
0: each other because I know <laughs> the blue. We love the blue. I'll say it loud. You know, you're not supposed to say yeah. that. We love
2: the blue.
1: <laughs> so he says that we love the blue. He says that at the firehouse. So there's the red, there's the blue, and that's where he said that. And Jack Posobiak, who tweeted that video clip. Says breaking. President Trump just made a surprise visit to the NYPD and FDNY on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We're not supposed to say it, but I'll say it. We love the blue. Now let's take a listen to what George W. Bush had to say when he gave his speech. And this to me is very, very sad, very negative, And I just kind of want to punch him in the face. Take a listen.
0: The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home.
1: But in their disdain for pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols.
0: They are children of the same foul spirit. And it is our continuing duty to confront them.
1: What an idiot. So basically he's basically internalizing it. Jack Bosoviak wrote in response to what he posted there, he said. Bush is publicly comparing 9/11 to January 6th. They want Trump supporters treated like jihadists. Are you paying attention? It's so sad, right? Now I, I want to uh, get into more. I wanted to first I wanted to cover 9/11 and the fallout and the aftermath of these things. And I wanted to tell you that Joe Biden got booed. A lot of people said F Biden. And it's everywhere he goes. This guy did not get 81 million votes. We know that the fraud was in. Why the AZ audit did not come out before the California recall is beyond me. That's just dumb. And already they're making big mistakes. And already the Patriots are getting left holding the bag again. All that hope. I said one thing on this show. I said one of the most important things we got to keep our eye on the ball about is the AZ audit. I said that is the most important thing. All the other stock is gibberish. The most important thing is we need a win when it comes to election fraud. And then I started hearing about the personnel changes, people getting fired, delays. I started hearing about All this nonsense about rejecting subpoenas, about admin passwords, and all kinds of other things. And I started to see that's exactly what fraud looks like. That's exactly what payoffs look like. These delays are all part of the fraud process. Once it passes through a senatorial caucus, it doesn't matter who it is. Money's going to be changing hands and money is going to make the difference. And when it's the bigger it is, the more money it's worth. And the more money it's worth, the more sway the money has. And that's where we are with this. So people have been bribed. And this is a sad, 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 sad thing. Because in California, Dave Rubin wrote this. He did it, uh, his own audio. He says just voted for my man Larry Elder. You can vote early in LA. If you're in LA, don't forget you have to click more, more, eight times before you can you get to Larry's name on the list. Let's take a listen.
0: All right, guys. I just voted. Yes, I voted. Yes on the recall, and yes, I voted for Larry Elder to be the next governor of California. Actually, my ballot, I did it electronically, and then you have to put your paper ballot in. It rejected it four times, and then it kicked me out of the system, and a guy came over. They looked at my ballot. It actually misprinted. The print was all screwed up. I actually have photographic evidence of that, and then they wrote void on the back of my ballot. I have photographic evidence of that, and the pollster knew who I was, so I'm not making this up. And then I had to re-enter everything else. I did it again, and it all did work the second time. One of the other interesting things, at least on the electronic machines here in Los Angeles, is that you click yes on recall, and then to get to Larry Elder's name, you have to press more eight times, eight times you have to press on screen more just to get to larry elder's name just a little bit of interesting info but anyway my ballot misprinted was rejected four times they voided it and i had to vote again didn't have to show an id so all's good anyway september 14th is the recall everybody vote yes on the recall and vote for a good man larry elder all right
1: larry elder a black republican who got eggs thrown at him by a white liberal wearing a monkey face and that didn't make news, folks. Nobody cares about that. It's just insane. The media—it's—it's it's a Stasi police. It's a—it's a state-run media. <clears throat> and you wonder—you wonder about it, and you say, "Why? What are they doing?" And I wrote this tweet as a response to it. I said. Who gets to be in charge in the New World Order? Who gets to be in charge of the New World Order seems to be answered by the firing of a political dissidence, of all political dissidents on various bipartisan military boards. So I said, who gets to be in charge of the New World Order seems to be answered by the firing of all political dissidents on various bipartisan, in quotes, military boards, and guided by targeted draconian mandates on face shields, vaccine passports, and other segregationist techniques. What I mean by that, it's a tongue-in-cheek, it's, a, it's an innuendo, but what I mean by that is who gets to be in charge, and the reason why there's always this push Like you hear this woman from Australia talking about, we're going to see what contact tracing looks like or vaccine tracing looks like in a new world order. And of course, we hear this new world order all the time. And so what I mean by that is, I mean that they're doing all these law changes, lawless changes. And they're doing all these 180s and flip-flops. And they're talking about a new world order. And the thing about a new world order is sort of like this. If you were to get to be mayor somehow because of election fraud, and you were to get to be a mayor of a city that's a one-party city, like say Philadelphia or L.A. or any city like that, where you could basically be as dumb as a rock and still win. doesn't matter who's going to run against you. I mean, the world's greatest person could run against you and you'll still win in a landslide because of the dumbness, the ignorance of a liberal voter or the rigging or the sophisticated fraud. Regardless, you will win. <coughs> so what you do is the first matter of business is you do what Putin did. You take away term limits. You do what uh, Xi Jinping did. You remove all term limits. Then you do what Maduro from Venezuela did. You bring in the Dominion voting machines and you rig the elections. There's no chance for you to ever lose. So you could dictate however you want. You could change the laws. You could change anything you want. You could write loopholes and you could write executive orders and you could tell the media to tell the public, oh, this, exec- this executive order is part of this emergency act that allows you to do this certain thing. It doesn't matter what the people think because their vote's never going to count again. Now you could actually then take away those term limits and you could be president or mayor or whatever for as long as you want. And that's part of how the new world order works. It's these people you could trust. This Grand woman, uh, this woman that was head of the International Monetary Fund. And She's got the silver hair. She's been a globalist for forever. She's been in charge and in power for decades now. She's been in photo ops of the European Parliament and the International Monetary Fund for two decades at least. Screwing around with all these different diplomats, drinking all the champagne, walking all over all the red carpet. It's unbelievable, this woman. But she's not alone. I mean, they're, they're all over Europe. They're all over the Olympic uh, Committee, the International Olympic Committee. They're all over the United Nations, to which Biden is going to lay out even further draconian measures and connect them with the United Nations. And he's going to be giving that speech at the UN soon, where he feels most comfortable with the world's globalists at the United Nations. And that's why I'm going to play this New World Order clip. And at the end, I'm going to show you how important it was that we had Donald Trump and how important it is that we get Donald Trump back. Because it's this New World Order that ensures that whoever is in power today stays in power forever. That's my point. Whoever is in power today stays in power forever. And that's the point I made with the tweet that I wrote. And I'll read that tweet to you again so you get a better understanding. Who gets to be in charge of the New World Order seems to be answered by the firing of all political dissidents on various bipartisan military boards and guided by targeted draconian mandates on face shields, vaccine passports and other segregationist techniques. What have they done? They've separated us by putting us, requiring us to wear masks. They've held us back. They've taken away our jobs. Recently, Biden just fired all these people on these bipartisan boards. Sean Spicer, H.R. McMaster, Kellyanne Conway, all fired on these boards. They're three-year terms to be put on these bipartisan boards. And... Biden wants to politicize our military, our academies, our institutions. Our Pentagon's been... uh, and, And this was something that, again, it wasn't Biden that thought of these things. Biden's not that smart. He's a dummy. It was Barack Hussein who did this to the Pentagon. He is the one that put someone like a General McKenzie into a top position to basically allow Taliban to overthrow Afghanistan. It was Avril Haines and it was Susan Liar, Susan Rice. and it was Jake Sullivan, who was Obama's right-hand man when it came to international affairs. It's people like Wendy Sherman, all these academics that teach at these universities, your children, indoctrinating their minds of globalist philosophies. These are all the people that were in charge of the Afghanistan debacle, which is compounded even worse by the open borders. And yet these same insane people, these globalists, these New World Order people, these same people, they want to tell you to wear these masks or you'll lose your job. Get that vaccine or you'll lose your job. Meanwhile, there's a new study that just came out. Go figure this. From The Guardian, no less. I said, ha ha, Biden has proven stone cold stupid again in, in almost every decision he makes. Boys, this is the, te- this is the uh, title of the article. By The Guardian, a liberal Guardian newspaper. Boys more more at risk from Pfizer jab side effect than COVID. So I posted that up on Facebook, which I'm now back on Facebook. Boys more at risk from Pfizer jab side effect than COVID suggests a new study. U.S. researchers say teenagers are more likely to get vaccine-related myocarditis than end up in the hospital with COVID. What the heck? So now they're still, though, they're not changing their mind. They still say you don't get the vaccine. You get fired from your job. Whether it be a government job or whether you are working with an employer that has over 100 employees. And when asked, when Jen Saki was asked, what are the rules? How, what's the enforcement? How is this going to be enforced? Do you know what she said? She said they don't even know yet. They haven't figured out the enforcement policies. So they just wheeled it out there with all kinds of draconian deadlines and they don't even know what they're enforcing. Again, we're going to take a listen to this New World Order thing. But before we do, we're going to take a listen to what Will Cain said. I loved what Will Cain said from Fox News. He's my favorite... Fox and friends personality. Will Kane on the weekends. He says, this is not how you talk to free people. Let's listen. What's he talking about? We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. <laughs> your refusal has cost all of us. You shame on you, you unvaccinated. Right? So I wrote, and Wolkane says, this is not how you talk to free people. And I wrote, imagine telling your boss or your client you're paid to serve, that you've lost your patience with them, and you're going to make them pay double in fines for being difficult. You know, it's it's absolutely disturbing. And this other person wrote, uh, I'm going to read this tweet. Um... Cambry writes, Reminder, mandating what must be injected into a a person's body to be allowed the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness has no place in a free society. Right? That's what we're talking about here. And and then I'm trying to find a couple of the uh, tweets I wanted to share with you. I think they're, they're right here, yeah. So Cambry writes, if you can't question it, it's not science, it's propaganda. And Bill Onesty writes, never before in the history of medicine have the unvaccinated been blamed for the vaccinated getting sick. And that's what Joe Biden said in that clip. He said, and it's your fault, and I'm losing my patients, and you're hurting us. Never before in the history of medicine have the unvaccinated been blamed for the vaccinated getting sick? It doesn't even make sense. And Cambry wrote, if you can't question it, it's not science. It's propaganda. And that's also so true. We're living in a very upside down, insane World, there was a really funny clip. I'm going to try to remove the curse word from it. This was so funny. This was this black woman that was basically making fun of this. I'm losing my patience. Business. Let's see if I can. Oh, talking about uh,
0: my patience. Patience is wearing thin. To, into,
2: into. As long as your patience don't get as thin as that hairline, I think we'll be all right. I am not your child. You And I'm showing up, nature, bitch. You're talking about, your patience is wearing thin. These people have lost. They acting like they, you know what I'm, saying, what I'm saying? Like they paying your bills and dicking you down. You got to watch, you fool? I, I saw that little clip. I said, oh, he's crazy. He, he really think he, he, he really think I'm his hoe. My patience is wearing thin. I need you to get out on that boulevard and bring me my money. You ain't my pimp, nigga. What the hell is wrong with these people? He really said that shit out of his mouth. But our patience is wearing thin. You bald hip. See, 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 I'm trying. I thank God. See, that's Danny calling me right now. Trying to save, trying to save my (laughs)
1: mind. So I apologize for some of the language. I did manage to cut out the F word uh, in the beginning. But um, listen to this clip. Listen to this, okay? This is about the vaccine too. This is unbelievable. So Peter Doocy is asking this question. Vaccines are required for people at a business with more than 100 people. It is not a requirement for migrants at the border. Why? He ends the question with why. And Jen Psaki answers that's correct and moves on. Listen to this. Requirement for people at a business with more than 100 people, it is not a requirement for migrants at the southern border. Why? That's correct. Go ahead. I yes, um, you know that with enforcement employers who refuse to implement the vaccine rules And then she just moves on. So they admit it to our face and they don't even explain it. I said, it's all about increasing the number of vaccinated to 70% to get private corporations to endorse the unconstitutional Democrat vaccine passport mandate, which is a precursor to a complete government and corporate control of people using a global New World Order social credit score system. And I mean that. And I said this, I said, when it comes to censoring speech, tearing down historical monuments, assaulting people based on skin color like they did with Larry Elder, indoctrinating children with their own beliefs, firing and isolating all who disagree, the Taliban is not alone. The Democrats have done all of this within the last 24 hours. So what should we have expected from Hunter's, Hunter's dad? What should we have expected from Hunter's dad? That remains the question. And I wrote this about Fauci because I think this is a big one. I wrote a response to Emerald Robinson. She says, it's always been perfectly obvious that COVID-19 came from the Wuhan lab, but America's National Security State didn't want you to know that your tax dollars funded bioweapons research done by the Chinese Communist Party. That's why everybody keeps lying. And she wrote that in her substack. And I said, in quotes, scientists like Fauci, who specialize in financing secret bioweapons by navigating and coordinating the complexities of government bureaucracies See, that's his specialty. Fauci's specialty is navigating the intricacies of bureaucracy. That's why he's been there for 50 years. He's the only one that can understand how the flowchart works. So I said, scientists like Fauci, who specialize in financing secret bioweapons by navigating and coordinating the complexities of government bureaucracies, global investors like Bill Gates, and specialized medical and university scholars like DAZAC and all these other people at Harvard and elsewhere who are easily persuaded, they're all easily persuaded by grant funding, which Fauci doles out willy-nilly, are also, these people are also protected, including Fauci, by the CIA and the military intelligence complex. The military intelligence. See, this is a bioweapon. This was a bioweapon that was created out of our country because it would have been unconstitutional created in our country. So in order to save face, in order to avoid criminal prosecution, see, because there's so many people that would have rejected the study or rejected the mission. So they did it in China. And China had probably some labs that we needed we then, there's no reason why we would have funded China. China's the richest country in the world. Why would we feel the need that we fund them? Like they can't afford it? No. We were paying our fee. Just like we were paying Russia to send a rocket ship up on our behalf, we were paying China to do our dirty work for us so that nobody got thrown in jail. You understand now? And that's why you had these Harvard professors that were considered spies going back and forth to Wuhan. Remember that? See, we forget these things. This was a clandestine mission that was co-sponsored by our own Pentagon and by our own State Department and by our own CIA. CIA. And that's why Fauci is protected, that's why Fauci's arrogant, and that's why Fauci wound up on the short list of people to go to by none other than Vice President Pence. Remember it was Pence's task force where he put Fauci and Burks on that list. On that if he would have kept them isolated and if he would they, they would have fired these people. I think there would have been major problems for the deep state. But the deep state controls the government, as you know. Trust me, there is more to that what I just read you. And by the way, ask yourself, where where else have you heard this? Just go ahead and ask. Have you heard this from anybody else? And I say the answer to that question is no. You are not hearing that analysis from anybody else and I guarantee you that that analysis is going to eventually come to bear because I've looked at all the tea leaves I've looked at all the foundations to this case and it leads here with my study and my analysis and people like Emeril Robinson are starting to catch up on this but I was ahead of the curve when it came to this And it's, it's rather important. Now, also, during the announcements, it was President, uh, it was Biden, that was also calling out the state governors. And DeSantis was asked this question. Let's take a listen. You know, Governor, the president had a lot to say yesterday,
2: and he didn't say your name, but obviously was referring to you. What do you have to say to him back when it came to about the mask mandates? Well, I would just say generally, when you're taking action that's unconstitutional, that threatens the jobs uh, of the people in my state, uh, many, many thousands of jobs, uh, I'm standing for them. We're going to protect their jobs against federal overreach. And this is a guy who criticizes the state of Florida for protecting parents' rights. He says school boards should be able to eliminate parents' rights and force five-year-old kids to wear masks all day. That's what he thinks is appropriate government. Yet... Here he comes from Washington, D.C., instituting an unprecedented mandate, which even his own people have acknowledged in the past, is not constitutional. That's not leadership. And I think the problem I have with Joe Biden more than anything, this guy doesn't take responsibility for anything. He's always trying to blame other people, blame other states. This is a guy that promised when he ran for president that he would shut down the virus. If you look now, there's 300% more cases in this country today than a year ago when we had no vaccines at all. So his policies are not working. He's doubling down on things that are going to be very destructive for the livelihoods of many, many Americans and obviously going to be destructive uh, to our constitutional system and the rule of law. And so these are times uh, when you believe in that constitution, uh, you got to stand up. And obviously, the substantive issues important, because there there are places that are going to toss aside people who've worked. They've worked this whole time throughout COVID. Now, all of a sudden, they should be tossed aside. They were working when nobody had vaccine. You don't know their history. You don't know why they're making decisions that they're making. Many of these people have already recovered, and they have immunity. The idea that somehow uh, you have somebody that gets a Johnson & Johnson They can work, but someone that's got natural immunity somehow can't? That natural immunity is strong. So it's not based on science. And you can say he's saying he's losing patience with people. You know, at the end of the day, we don't live um, with a one-person rule in this country. We live in a constitutional system which people's rights are respected. But particularly in this juncture, their livelihoods and their jobs have to be protected. I mean, just think about, you know, what this mandate would do It's going to drive people out of work, out of hospitals, out of all this stuff, where you have a need for people. So it's totally counterproductive, and I think it will ultimately lose in court. But before that, there needs to be action taken uh, to protect the people of our state and hopefully of the entire United States. Nobody should lose their job based on this decision.
1: Common sense, right? It's obvious. I'm, I'm surprised that we could ever even find ourselves in these places. Um, so I want to play this, uh, what he was talking about with regard to even people in his own camp said it's unconstitutional. Let's take a listen. So, so here's the thing. We are, we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. So, right? So you can't, right? That's Nancy. Here's you've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. Yeah. So that's another boneheaded statement that he makes. Um, But I want to I want to play this here. This is the clip. I think it's first. There's this one. Oh, this is another one where he's saying be prepared to pay Today, tonight, I'm announcing that the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA Will double the fines on travelers that refuse to mask So double the fines Remember I said that tweet, I said about the boss You would never talk to your boss that way He's talking to us like he's our boss He's nobody's boss I could punch him in the face The fact is, is this guy is an illegitimate leader of our country right now, run by a bunch of people on K Street, not even in the White House. And he's bullying America and changing the fabric of our society and dividing us as a country. And the liberal voters are too stupid to know it. And here we are in this big, hot mess. And we're not going to take it. You know what my Twitter feed says? I will not comply. I won't. Period. I'm not listening to this nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. This is all about the new world order. The reason why there's this push so strongly for for the um, for this whole thing is because they want to get the number up to seventy percent. They want to get the social credit scoring system into place. Let's take a look. It's going
2: to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. We oh, this can't is the, trust one,
1: the president. This is not the New World Order one. Um, that, that was the one that basically said they don't trust. They don't trust Trump. Well, we don't trust Biden, right? So, you know, but Biden right now is, apparently is in charge. But the fact of the matter is, and I'm not going to end up playing the New World Order clip because we're out of time. Um, but there's all this New World Order stuff. Talk talk about New World Order. And then at the end, and I played this on Friday anyway, but um, at the end, it was Trump then that came out and said, we respect your sovereignty. We want you to respect our sovereignty. And that's really where it is right now, is we want We want to know where everybody stands. Like in the Olympics, you know that you go out there, you're going to get the other team's best, and you know they're going to fight for their team, and we're going to fight for our team. And that's simple. That's called competition. That's healthy. That keeps everybody innovating. But with this new world order, this one world, this globalism, they want everybody on the same side, and they want the people that are in charge charge today to basically be in charge forever. That's why everybody is so much pushing for this. And you have people saying, I've never seen this in my life, this push for vaccines being pushed so hard. Why are people pushing this vaccine so hard? Why? What's the motive? What's the agenda? And the agenda is full control, where they suck you in, they get you to comply, and then you know. But people are objecting; they're stopping. For ten weeks straight in France, they have took to the streets and fought back. And that's what we are doing here now. It's the sleeping giant. It's the um, remember Rambo. Remember that poem I wrote to you, read to you two weeks ago about this quiet man that says "You know, he doesn't want to give up his life, but once he makes the choice to give up his life as he knew it and to fight and fight hard, he fights to the death. He fights to win, and he will not stop until the fight is won. Rambo was very similar in that philosophical theme. Rambo was a guy that could kick everybody's butt in the room, but Rambo just wanted to be left alone. He put his guns down. He put his weapons down. He said, don't mess with me. Please don't mess with me. I don't want to fight. And you don't want me to fight. But fight I will if you keep pushing me. And pushing me. And at the end of the day, Rambo stood up and fought. And it was not pretty. And it became epic. And really, that's who we are as a people. We are peaceful, loving people. We're American patriots, like Rambo was. But don't, as a government, come up against me. Or I will stand up and fight. And these globalists don't even know what it's like to get flicked in the nose with a pinky finger. And I'm telling you, that's where we are at this moment. We are at a stand-your-ground moment. And you are not to comply... This vaccine passport is a ruse to get you sucked in to adopt a social credit scoring system that will control your every aspect of your life and say no to that. So we're at the end of our show. My name's Scott Adams. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out buglecall.org, magapack.org, and scottadamsshow.com for the latest podcasts. And we'll see you next time on the Just radio. to, bury bye, my bye.
2: Kids right up to